0: For as long as we have lived, for as long as we have known, love has carried us.
1: You're listening to the Sermon Podcast of Genesis West in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. You can find out more about us at genesiscov.org. Enjoy the teaching. Good morning. This is a reading from the first chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. The days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. The word of the Lord.
0: Brian. Well, good morning Genesis.
2: If I haven't met you before, uh, I'm Steph. I'm going to ask lots of questions today, so be prepared. Um, But I actually want to start by um, wishing a happy birthday to my mom, who's here in the second row. So happy birthday, mom. (laughs) And I kind of, in honor of her, want to just show a hand raise for who in this room has a birthday within one week of Christmas. Raise your hand. Can we clap for all of those poor folks? (laughs) And now I'm going to pick on you because there's not very many of you, so hopefully one of you will be willing to speak. What is it like to have a birthday within one week of Christmas?
0: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> all right that's good so for
2: those who couldn't hear as a kid she felt shortchanged by having a birthday within a week of Christmas but this morning she was like whoa look at all these decorations <laughs> that get to be here on my birthday and I get to share this holiday with Jesus and that's pretty cool so I was thinking about that sort of feeling of short-changedness and how it uh, the tension that might be felt with those who have a birthday close to Christmas. And I was thinking about poor Mary in our biblical narratives because what happens at Christmas time is it's all about Jesus and we're looking forward to Jesus coming in. It's all about Jesus and Advent and Jesus and that's great and we should. And then once Jesus is born, it's all about Jesus' ministry and what he does on earth. And I feel like for those of us in the Protestant tradition at least, Mary's story kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And we don't spend a lot of time really looking at who she is and what she does and what she brings. And then our pictures of Mary often end up being um, nativity scene pictures of Mary or flannel graph pictures of Mary. So when you picture Mary from a nativity scene from a flannel graph, what is Mary like? It's an all play. So whenever I ask questions, I actually hope people will answer them. Mary looks good, okay? Pregnant, okay? quiet, and for sure wearing blue. It feels like a controversy if Mary's wearing any color other than blue, right? Yeah, Jonathan. In the background, who's in the foreground? Jesus is in the foreground, Mary's just quietly in the background. Any other pictures of Mary? She's kneeling, yes. There was something else over here? Okay, good. Our nativity scenes picture her as older than she actually was at the time, because probably she was about 14, and that makes us feel a little comfortable if we actually have to look at a picture of a 14-year-old mom. Yes, Brian. She has brown hair and for sure has white skin. Any other pictures of Mary? She's covered and kind of hidden. So we're going to bring Mary out of hiding this morning, and we're going to look at her story we're going to think about what it was actually like to be her. So Mary got this announcement from the angel that, hey, guess what? You're going to have a baby. That baby is going to be the Messiah of the world. Um, and after receiving that announcement is when this passage begins. And she goes to see her cousin Elizabeth. Now, if you were Mary, why would you make that journey? From Nazareth, so she's in Nazareth. She's up by the Sea of Galilee. And she travels all the way to Judea to see her cousin Elizabeth. Why would you make that journey? The comfort of family. But she has a mom and dad right there in in Nazareth. Why would you go all the way to see the cousin? Because the cousin's pregnant, and the angel told her the cousin's pregnant. And if you were a 14-year-old unwed mother, how do you tell mom and dad about this angel visit? (laughs) Maybe it's nice to see a cousin first (laughs) and figure out how to tell that story. Is that what the kids are calling what these days? An angel visit. No. <laughs> um, well, and actually, even to take that further, so it, did you catch in the last verse how long Mary stayed with Elizabeth? Three months. So let's actually put ourselves in Mary's shoes. An angel. She goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth for three months. What's going to be true when she returns to her hometown? She will be showing. How believable is her story now to her relatives who didn't know she was pregnant when she left? Zero. So why on earth would she leave for three months? Why on earth would God perhaps even guide her to do that, when in the end that's probably going to make
0: her story less Okay, because in this interaction with Elizabeth,
2: there is some reassurance because Elizabeth is also pregnant in a miraculous way, and they are having a miraculous kind of interaction with one another. And so what is the power, if you have had something happen to you and you're kind of in that moment of, oh boy, is this ooh, ooh, you know, that feeling, what is the power in having someone bear witness to you in a moment in time like that? You know you're not crazy. <laughs> Steve up here said it's huge. What does it do in your heart, in your mind, and your soul?
0: It gives you peace. You feel supported. It erases the guilt. Who say more about that, Bob? Okay, you're kind of
2: holding the weight of what's to come, and perhaps it starts to relieve that burden and that weight a little bit. How can it be true that the very thing sometimes that relieves that burden and that weight and gives us that witness is also the thing that can make
0: the story more complicated? So she shows up to Elizabeth. And I love
2: thinking about the names in this passage. So Mary's name in Hebrew would be Miriam. Anyone know what Miriam means? Rebellion, ha, rebellion is about to give birth to salvation. How does Mary look now? (laughs) She is punk. We're gonna keep getting into that with the song that she sings. So here we have a pregnant rebellion and she goes to visit her cousin
0: Elizabeth. Anyone know what Elizabeth means? God is my oath. Or God is complete, Elisheba, God.
2: Seven is symbolic of completeness, of wholeness, of God fulfilling what God said God will do. Rebellion, pregnant with salvation, shows up to God is my oath. And God is my oath looks at her and does
0: what? Gets excited. Makes it real.
2: And if we think, if we don't know this story, if we haven't already assumed something about who is in it, and I say to you that someone is filled with the Holy Spirit and they declare a deep truth about the present and about the future, what, is, what would that be called? Prophecy! <laughs> the first prophet of the new covenant, the first prophet of the gospels is an old woman named God is my oath. Who looks at a young woman named Rebellion and says, what you heard is real. Salvation is coming and I cannot believe that
0: I get saved." What would it be like to be Mary and to
2: hear that prophecy spoken to you by Elizabeth?
0: Overwhelming. Can you say more about that? Okay, so it could be overwhelming. There's a lot that she's holding, and here comes a prophecy
2: in the midst of it. It might take three months to believe so good thing they get to be around each other for a lot more conversations, And we find out, actually, in the, that the angel visits Mary, Elizabeth's sixth month. And Mary stays for three months. So what else happens by the time she leaves? She gets to see John born before she's going to have that experience. So maybe she feels overwhelmed, but she gets a little more time. How else might she feel? How would you feel if you were Mary?
0: Say that again. Relieved. Why would you feel relieved? Okay.
2: Right. Because if I literally am a real person and I saw an angel and an angel said, I'm going to be pregnant with the Messiah, and I I might think a lot of things on that journey to Judah to go see my cousin. And what relief I might feel to say, oh, God told someone else, too. This actually did happen. This actually will happen. Okay. I'm overwhelmed, but I'm also relieved.
0: Hmm. Right, okay,
2: so I don't know if you guys could hear it. The sense of completeness perhaps coming to Mary, of whatever else had happened in her life, maybe this moment in time, actually something's coming together that says, oh, this is what that was for. This makes sense. And we don't often give Mary the credit for like, of all of the humans who have ever existed in all of eternity, Mary was chosen for this. She held something big, she held something important in her being that equipped her to do perhaps the hardest thing that any human has ever had to do. And so what had already happened in her life that perhaps is coming together in some way in this moment saying, oh, that feeling I had was for this.
0: Here we go. She is a prophet. Let's
2: Elizabeth is a prophet, Mary is a prophet. The first two prophets of the Gospels are women. We call it a song, like our headings in the Bible tend to call it Mary's song, but if you noticed, without the heading, it doesn't say song anywhere, and I wonder what translator somewhere along the way felt more comfortable with a woman singing a song than a woman prophesying liberation. (laughs) Because her words are strong. She is not a timid lady. She is a woman saying, I know what this birth is for. This birth is for the freedom of the earth. Let's go. Let's look at some of her words, because I feel like some of us, we might be familiar with verse one. of um, What is this, uh, these words of her traditionally called? The magnificat, and that comes from verse one of my soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. How does that sound so far? How easy is that to sing along? Yeah, great. So that's the part that makes it to our Christmas songs because it makes us feel all good inside. Oh, yes, I'm going to worship, and God is good. And then we kind of stop. Because as the song keeps going, it might perhaps make us feel a little more uncomfortable. Verse 51 He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts.
0: What is that saying about what God does? What does it mean to scatter the proud? Or maybe verse 52. He has put down
2: the mighty their thrones. The word there is, uh, it can be translated seats, but it's thrones. He's
0: taken down the powerful and exalted those of low degree. Yeah. Yeah, all right, Joe.
2: So if you are proud, that means you're viewing yourself above other people. And if you are viewing yourself above other people, that means you are disconnected from other people, which means
0: there's a way that you are scattered. There's a way that you are lost. She is saying God's going to turn the world order upside down.
2: the proud are the ones who get on the thrones right especially we're talking Roman era there are a proud group of people on thrones right now it's declaring this birth is going to turn the whole world upside down you got something Ooh, how does it relate to Herod it's a great question so at this point in time there is a king and his name is Herod And when we, uh, his story we hear a little bit more of in the book of Matthew, but how does Herod feel about a baby being born? He feels so threatened by a baby that what does he decide to do? To kill all of the babies under two years old that were born in Bethlehem that might potentially be a threat to his power. That's the kind of kings that exist at that period of time. I'm sure we don't know anything about um, people on are really concerned about keeping their power. That never happens anymore, that was for then.
0: Right. It mirrors the idea that Jesus is gonna declare all the last will be
2: first. That this is not about exalting yourself, this is about lowering yourself and allowing God to exalt you.
0: Anyone notice what verb tense the Mary are in? Past.
2: What does it take when you are an oppressed woman, probably in poverty, living in Roman society to declare the liberation of God in past
0: tense? Imagination. (laughs) Ooh, something louder back there? Revelation. Hope. Courage, I heard. You gotta be deep. Oof.
2: She is seeing something that the rest of us haven't seen yet. And she is declaring it to us. This is who God is. This is how God operates. This is what Advent will mean for generation upon generation. Because what is her life actually like in the present tense, and what will it be like as she moves forward?
0: Painful, lonely, shaming scary
2: out of the limelight for 33 years so we've got this about her but then jesus is born and we don't see anything for a while we get a sense of some of the shaming hard things of the pregnancy because if you're familiar with the narrative in the book of matthew uh, an angel shows up to joseph in a
0: dream why what does the angel say to joseph Reassure him. Buckle up. You're not getting out of this one. Don't
2: divorce her. Which means, how did the conversation go? <laughs> Louder, Carrie. Super well. We don't think about that part. If an angel had to show up to Joseph to say, "Don't divorce her," that means when Mary showed up, she had to have the conversation and have Joseph
0: not believe her first. That's a great question. I don't know. Either way,
2: not going well. <laughs> she doesn't get back to Nazareth and have everybody believe her instantly and have this easy journey of pregnancy. She has a journey where an angel shows up to Joseph to say, don't divorce her. She's actually telling the truth. Where she then has to travel to Bethlehem during the census and where there is famously not room for her and she's got to her baby in a manger and all of that. She's off the grid for 33 years. Then Jesus starts his ministry and everybody thinks he's crazy. And she ends up sitting at the foot of the cross.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jonathan, in those 33
2: years, we don't know of any angel visits to her friends and to her neighbors who perhaps kept whispering about who she was. She even had to go to Egypt for a few years when Jesus was little, where she would have been fending for some way
0: to try to keep him safe. Right.
2: Right, we know that people in Nazareth didn't respect Jesus. They tried to push him off a ledge. They pushed him off a cliff for the things he said. She lost him in the temple for three days. Mary's life, somehow, that's what it looks like, but what is she called in this passage? Blessed. What if that is actually what blessing looks like? What if blessing looks like the hard road that leads to liberation eventually, but that we are willing to walk now seeing What other people can't see, hoping for what will be birthed, even if we can't see it in our lifetime. That is the song that Mary is singing that we have a God who is a liberator, and that blessing looks like being willing to
0: walk the road of personal pain for the sake of the hope of the world. Yes. Yes.
2: King David, when the, when the, when the um, Ark of the Covenant comes back into town, he dances. And here we have Mary declaring and singing in the growing of faith. Yeah, Kelly.
0: Yes. Right, so the blessing also means that Mary
2: was not forgotten by Jesus, or by us. Hopefully, that there is something that can be and is remembered
0: about Mary,
2: an example to us all.
0: I love there's a there's a Christmas song by
2: um, a group called Tides of Winter called "The Kingdom," and it talks about how Mary was pregnant with the incarnate kingdom of God, and now we are. That a part of how we can understand Mary is that Mary gave birth to salvation through Christ in her. And the Bible all over the place in the New Testament says Christ is in us, that we are Mary. We have the opportunity to give birth to salvation in our lives and to declare liberation and to take the hard road of blessing that doesn't look like my own security, but looks like doing the things God has called us to do to bring the kingdom to this earth. And Mary, perhaps, can be an example of the kind of strong, beautiful faithfulness that can lead us down that path.